Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. In an ordinary crime, how does one defend the accused? One calls up witnesses to prove his innocence. But witchcraft is ipso facto, on its face and by its nature, an invisible crime, is it not? The witch and the victim, none other. Now, we cannot hope the witch will accuse herself, granted. Therefore, we must rely upon her victims, and they do testify. The children certainly do testify. That quote is from Arthur Miller's partially fictionalized story of the Salem Witch Trials, The Crucible, written in 1953. Welcome to Criminalia. I'm Maria Tremarki. And I'm Holly Fry. And let's talk about witch panic. If your crime is falsely accusing and then punishing an alleged witch, what led up to that moment? Well, it was probably more than one thing. There's a lot of talk about the religious factors that have long been part of purging witches, and while that is often a fair explanation based on the time and place, it isn't and can't be the only explanation. 
things like misogyny, jealousy, dreams, there are a lot of ingredients in this particular cauldron. And it's kind of unclear exactly when witches hit the world's radar, but there they are in historical and fictional writing that goes back thousands of years into ancient times. These stories about them and references to them teach us that witches have long been considered dangerous and that we should fear, punish, and silence them. Marion Gibson, professor of Renaissance and magical literatures at the University of Exeter, continues along this idea, saying witches are often used as, quote, a shorthand symbol for persecution and resistance, misogyny and feminism in particular. So let's go back, way back, looking for witches. The Code of Hammurabi was one of the earliest and most complete written legal codes. 282 laws in total, ranging from topics like family law to criminal law. It was proclaimed by the Babylonian king Hammurabi, who reigned from 1792 BCE to 1750 BCE. And this text is a record of some of the earliest examples of the laws of retribution. Rules we all actually know, such as an eye for an eye. It's also one of the earliest written examples of the idea of an accused person being considered innocent until proven guilty. But what we're interested in, really, is in the second edict about how to punish witches. And it reads, quote, If a man has put a spell upon another man and it is not yet justified, he upon whom the spell is laid shall go to the holy river. Into the holy river shall he plunge. If the holy river overcomes him and he is drowned, the man who put the spell upon him shall take possession of his house. If the holy river declares him innocent and he remains unharmed, the man who laid the spell shall be put to death. He that plunged into the river shall take possession of the house of him who laid the spell upon him. So malevolent magic, its practice and its punishment, is also addressed in the early law codes of ancient Egypt. So we're talking 3150 BCE to 332 BCE, a very long period of time. One of the earliest written stories of a specific witch comes from the Bible and was composed probably between 931 BCE and 721 BCE, roughly. So according to a story in the book of Samuel in the Old Testament, the witch of Endor had an interesting power. She had a fetish with which she could summon the dead. At the request of King Saul of Israel, she summoned the recently deceased prophet Samuel's spirit to help the king defeat the Philistine army. She did raise Samuel, but he did not offer any advice against the Philistines. He instead prophesied the death of Saul and his sons. What came to pass was, as he had said, after fighting the Philistines at Mount Gilboa, Saul, wounded, killed himself by falling on his own sword to avoid being captured by the enemy. Another early written record of a witch is found in Homer's Odyssey, written right about 800 BCE. It's in this poem where we meet Circe, a sorceress known for her knowledge of potions and herbs, and who, according to her myth, could transmute humans into swine. And Greek mythology is, of course, filled with witches. And then there's Empress Chen of Wu. She was Empress of the Han Dynasty and the first wife of Emperor Wu of Han. She lived between 166 BCE and 110 BCE, give or take a year on both of those numbers. Empress Chen had trouble getting pregnant and couldn't give birth to a child. She had not had a son. Becoming jealous of her husband's mistresses who were bearing his children, she turned to magic. 
She retained witches to help her curse his concubines and to win his love back. And in some versions of her life story, she's described as having her own witchcraft practice, but not all include that. When she was found out, she was placed under house arrest, where she would stay through the end of her life. Nearly 300 of her attendants were accused and executed on witchcraft charges. We are going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. And when we're back, we're going to look at some of the large-scale witch trials that took place in Europe. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Listen, you listen to true crime podcasts. You know that the world can be dangerous and unpredictable and that there will unfortunately be people who want to hurt each other. And so it's kind of nice to get a little peace of mind by having a good home security system. Just take a few precautions. And I recommend looking at Simply Safe Home Security. I've had my home broken into in the past and it was a terrible feeling, even though nothing that bad really happened. Aside from an intruder, I just really like knowing that I have a security setup that lets me check in on my pets when I'm not home. That is a huge peace of mind giver when I am out traveling. Simply Safe sent me a whole home security system, and I was really, really impressed by the variety of indoor and outdoor cameras they offer. And the whole thing is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash criminalia. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older (laughs) in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie. And it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Criminalia for 10% off your first order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with dust-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. 
Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's talk about what the Hammer of the Witches was and why it was a bestseller for almost 200 years. Stories and images of witches have described witches in various ways throughout history, from wart-nosed sisters huddling over a cauldron of boiling liquid to those wearing pointy hats and cackling while riding through the sky on broomsticks, and pretty much everything in between. If you were to describe almost any human, that's what a witch has looked like at some point in time. The actual history of witches is dark, and as we've seen throughout the season, often deadly for the accused witches. Historians have identified a number of key developments that led to what is known as witch panic. We're going to start in 1320, when Pope John XXII, whose papacy lasted from 1316 to 1334, officially declared that witchcraft was heresy. And that meant that those who were accused of practicing it could be tried under the Inquisition. The idea that witches were in bed, literally and figuratively, with the devil was game-changing, and that idea caught like wildfire. The publication of the book Malleus Maleficarum, or The Hammer of Witches, was written in 1486, and that continued to stoke people's fears. The Hammer of Witches was essentially a handbook on how to identify, interrogate, and punish witches, and it did not take long for it to become the authority for both Protestants and Catholics trying to purge their villages and cities of that perceived evil. It was republished 26 times between 1486 and 1669, and for more than 100 years, that book sold more copies of any other book in Europe except for the Bible. Witches were believed by early Christians in Europe to be evil. There was no concept of a white witch or of benevolent magic. Witch hysteria really had a grip on Europe during the mid-15th century, and things kept snowballing. Up to 80,000 accused witches were executed in Europe between the years 1500 and 1660, 
and as many as 80% of them were women who were believed to have had a pact with the devil. Witch hunts were common, and being a witch hunter was an actual occupation. Although many of the accused confessed, as we know, that was often under torture, and often that was extreme torture. Most were executed by burning at the stake or hanging. Single women, widows, and other women on the margins of society were especially targeted. Madeline Miller, an American novelist and author of the book Circe, an adaptation of various Greek myths, talks about witches as women with, quote, more power than men have felt comfortable with. Looking with a modern eye at the large-scale witch trials in Europe and in colonial America makes a lot of us wonder, how could this happen? And why wasn't it stopped? It wasn't like it was done in secret. So what was going on? Let's talk about a few of these now infamous trials and what scholars think about the events now that we are centuries down the road. The largest single witch trial in Swedish history, and also one of the largest mass killings of witches in recorded history, took place in Torsaker, a village in central Sweden, in 1675. It began when Laurentius Christofori Horneus, a priest of the Church of Sweden, was instructed to investigate witchcraft within his parish. He did so by then instructing two young boys to identify witches by the invisible devil's mark on their forehead as they walked into church. They did this, and the accused were suspected of abducting children and taking them to Satan's Sabbath. Seventy-one people were executed by beheading and burning in a single day, after two children claimed they saw a mark on them that no one else could see. Also happening during the mid-17th century, let, let's turn to Germany's witch trials. The Würzburg witch trials took place in southwestern Germany, a region where the highest concentration of witch trials occurred during the years 1561 to 1670. It was one of the four largest witch trials in Germany, alongside the Trier witch trials, the Fulda witch trials, and the Bamberg witch trials. The Würzburg witch trials took place between 1625 and 1631, and that was one of the biggest mass trials and one of the biggest witch trials in history. 157 people, men, women, and children in the city of Würzburg are confirmed to have been executed and an estimated 900 were executed or died in custody in the entire Prince Bishopric of Würzburg. That was the larger ecclesiastical principality of the Holy Roman Empire. The accusations and executions took place during the Thirty Years' War, a conflict between Protestants and Catholics between 1618 and 1648. The trials were conducted by a Catholic prince bishop with an agenda of introducing the Counter-Reformation a Catholic resurgence, to his land. This isn't a unique story, and the craze of the 1620s was not confined to Germany. Scholars have suggested that politics, weather, poor economy, and weak government could all have contributed to the witch trial period in Europe. But according to a relatively new theory argued by economists Peter Leeson and Jacob Russ, these trials were also a way for both the Catholic and Protestant churches to compete with each other for religious followers. They write, and we quote, Similar to how contemporary Republican and Democrat candidates focus campaign activity in political battlegrounds, historical Catholic and Protestant officials focused witch trial activity in confessional battlegrounds during the Reformation 
and Counter-Reformation to attract the loyalty of undecided Christians. So these battlegrounds were places where Protestantism had made inroads, and that meant that people had a choice about which church they wanted to be a part of. And that is an interesting ingredient to add to this cauldron indeed. We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. So get ready for the Salem Witch Trials and how Massachusetts has since apologized when we return. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. 
Millions of people have made the switch to Nick Sleek Proof Underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back to Criminalia. There are so many theories about what caused the Salem witch trials. At least one has to be true. Perhaps more than one. Let's review. Just as this hysteria was beginning to wane in Europe, it was growing in the Americas. The Salem witch trials, though not the first witch hunt in the 13 colonies or colonial America, are perhaps the most famous in that time and place. So, This is back to January of 1692 in Salem Village in the Massachusetts Bay Colony, when Reverend Paris's daughter Betty, age nine, and his niece, Abigail Williams, age 11, began having what were described as fits. The girls screamed, uttered peculiar sounds, and contorted themselves into strange positions. With no explanation for their alarming behavior, a local doctor was summoned and diagnosed them as being under the control of something supernatural. You got it. This was the work of a spell, and they were bewitched. Anne Putnam, age 11, also began to experience similar episodes, as did Elizabeth Hubbard, age 17. By the end of February, pressured by local magistrates Jonathan Corwin and John Hathorne, the girls accused three women. Tichuba, an enslaved woman in the Paris' home, Sarah Good, a widow who was living in poverty, and Sarah Osborne, a woman in her late 40s who had scandalously married a man who she had hired to work in her home. Four leaders in the community, Sergeant Thomas Putnam and his brother, Deacon Edward Putnam, Joseph Hutchinson, and Thomas Preston, filed claims on behalf of the minors, which led to the arrests of the three women. All three of them were tried and sentenced to execution by hanging. On June 10th, Bridget Bishop, an older woman known for her gossipy habits and rumored promiscuity, was not the first to be accused, but was the first to be put to death when she was hanged at Proctor's Ledge. In total, more than 200 people were accused and 150 people were arrested. 30 were found guilty and 19 were executed by hanging. Five others died in jail. Women weren't the only victims here. Six men were also accused, convicted, and executed. One man, an elderly farmer named Giles Corey, is the only person ever to be pressed to death by order of a court. Two bewitched dogs were also killed. 
The trials ended in 1693 when a new superior court of judicature banned the use of spectral evidence such as dreams or visions as testimony. It had been a key component in the conviction of many witches. The girls, for instance, testified that Sarah Osborne had appeared to them and pinched and poked them with knitting needles. That's spectral evidence at work in the courtroom. Hearsay, gossip, and really any unsupported assertions were routinely admitted in court, and of course, that kind of evidence is impossible to disprove. Those accused of being witches were slandered, and they were denied their rights. The exact cause of the Salem witch trials remains contested, but there's no lack of theories for how such a frenzy of defamation and wrongful death could happen. At the time, Salem Village was a very small town and populated mostly by Puritans. Those who lived there were religious, and they absolutely believed in the existence of the devil. Fear of the devil, we should say, is never really doubted here as a significant factor, but there are several other contributing ideas. Some experts have suggested over the years that it was actually war that drove this. The American Indian Wars were ongoing. In particular, King Philip's war between indigenous inhabitants of New England and New England's colonists and their indigenous allies during the late 1670s may well have contributed to the hysteria that descended upon Salem. The war between France and the American colonies, known as King William's War to the Colonists, began in 1689 and covered regions of upstate New York, Nova Scotia, and Quebec. Salem housed refugees, so that offered up a source of financial strain for the village, and at the very least, war fought at your door was sure to have caused some intense anxiety. Mary Beth Norton, an American historian specializing in American colonial history, believes that the wars may have impacted the trials in another way. She suggests that because of the number of failed military campaigns in King Philip's War, local officials blamed not their own weaknesses on the battlefield, but rather that any failure was clearly the work of the devil. And that would have normalized that idea as an excuse, and it made it really easy for people to point fingers at anyone that they thought was in league with Satan, especially if their life was just going wrong in some way. Another theory is discussed in the book Entertaining Satan, Witchcraft, and the Culture of Early New England, where author and historian John Putnam Demos explores the idea that the Salem witch trials can be boiled down to teenage rebellion and boredom in a strict Puritan society. In addition to war and various social factors coming into play, the weather is also something that has been suggested as a potential cause or contributing ingredient for all of the trials that we've talked about. In 2004, now economics professor at Brown University, Emily Oster, pointed out that both Europe and North America were experiencing a little ice age between roughly 1300 and 1870. And the effects of that meant things like food shortages. Crops would fail, fish and animals didn't migrate, and the economy took a downturn and people suffered. Says Oster, quote, people would have searched for a scapegoat in the face of deadly changes in weather patterns. And because people believed witches could control natural forces, such as the weather, witches were blamed. Let's talk about one more theory at play here. Proposed in the 1970s, this theory suggests that hallucinogenic fungi is to blame for the Salem witch trials. First introduced by Linda Caporal, professor at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, 
This theory suggests that ergot poisoning may have caused the girl's symptoms. Ergot can be found growing in rye and wheat under the right conditions. And researchers have found that the weather conditions in Salem that winter met those growing conditions. Ergotism can cause hallucinatory LSD-like effects in a person and can cause vertigo, crawling sensations on your skin, extremity tingling, headaches, hallucinations, and seizure-like muscle contractions. It's entirely possible, and really pretty likely in terms of odds, that several of these influences were in play. And of course, the people in the middle of these events would not have recognized these factors as the drivers for their behavior. No one was like, I have anxiety about the war. I'm going to find a witch to blame it on. They just felt fear and anxiety and suspected there must be something mystical involved. Some towns and countries have since acknowledged the tragic events and have expressed regret for the accusations and deaths. On January 14, 1697, the general court ordered a day of fasting and prayer in remembrance of the victims of the Salem witch trials. Five years after those trials and executions, Samuel Sewell, the judge who presided over the Salem witch trials, publicly apologized for his misjudgments. In 1702, the court formally declared the trials unlawful, and in 1711, the colony passed a bill restoring the rights of those accused and cleared their names. It granted restitution to their heirs as well. It wasn't until 1957 that the General Court of Massachusetts issued an apology to the descendants of some of the witches who were executed. It read, and we quote, the General Court of Massachusetts declares its belief that such proceedings, even if lawful under the province charter and the law of Massachusetts as it then was, were and are shocking and the result of a wave of popular hysterical fear of the devil in the community. Massachusetts state legislature was officially exonerating names of the accused witches as recently as the 2000s. Massachusetts was the first widely publicized witch pardon, but it is certainly not the only occurrence. Just earlier this year, more than 700 women executed for witchcraft between the 15th and 18th centuries were posthumously pardoned by the Catalan Regional Parliament. Similar initiatives have happened in Scotland, Switzerland, and Norway. Let's have a drink to yes. uh, toast all of this. This is a super yummy one. It's also a really easy one to make in non-alcoholic form if you want just a little refreshing, slightly bubbly sip. I am calling it witchcraft, which means that you get to do your own little bit of alchemy in the kitchen because you got to make some rosemary syrup. That's all. It's super easy. So all you need to do for that is get a couple of nice kind of fat sprigs of rosemary, throw it in a saucepan with like a cup of water, get it boiling, I know there's a diversion here. Some people will pull the rosemary out at that point and then add the sugar. Hmm. I add the sugar and let it keep going, and I turn it down quite low. I let the rosemary sit in there a little longer mm -hmm. uh, because it just infuses a little better, in my opinion. You get a fuller flavor, and I always want more flavor. I'm that person that's like, it's a delicate flavor. No, thank you. I just like more robust flavor. So then when it starts to thicken up, you will go ahead and pull those rosemary sprigs out. If any of the little prickly pine-like leaves are, are stuck in there, give them a little scoop out and then let it go for just a little longer until it starts to thicken. And then you can turn the, the heat off and let it cool. And then when it's cool, you're ready to make your cocktail. It's going to be an ounce and a half of vodka, 
I just did a regular one. I think if you play with flavored, particularly herbal vodkas, you could get something really interesting here. But an ounce and a half of vodka, three quarters of an ounce of your rosemary syrup that you've just made, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, and then three ounces of pomegranate juice. You're going to combine that all. You can do it in a shaker or you can do it in the glass. And then on top of it, because I found that to be a little too... That's a little too heavy on the flavor because the pomegranate juice is so strong. It has a lot of flavor and it totally will take over everything. So I put another two ounces of just club soda on top of it. And that made it like super refreshing and and softened up that heavy, almost syrupy flavor you can get sometimes from pomegranate. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely delightful. And so we're calling that witchcraft. This is one of those ones where I really hope that people will use the basic structure and do some experiments because like you could make your syrup with different herbal ingredients. You could do that syrup with sage or with mint syrup is obviously super easy peasy and lovely to do or like coriander. You could do dill syrup. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So you could play with that. You can play with your juice. You could play with whatever spirit you want to do. Just remember the kind of balance formula of Two parts of your spirit, whether you're using like gin or vodka, or you could try it with some of the the brown spirits. I didn't, but you you could. And then two parts of your spirit, one part of syrup and one part of lemon juice, which you could also do as a, a lime juice. You want that citrus in there to make the syrup flow a little more evenly and combine with everything together. And then whatever juice you delight in, you could make all kinds of things. And then you add club soda or like I've done many times on the show, a sugar-free ginger ale when you need to soften it up a little. Delightful. The mocktail version is super easy. Just leave out the vodka. Do everything else. You're still going to get that really bright, beautiful flavor that the citrus and the syrup bring out. Kind of interact with the juice in a fun way. Play and play. I encourage you to do your own little, your own cocktail spells with that one. But we just call it witchcraft. And now I have... uh Frank Sinatra in my head. I do want to give myself a personal (laughs) shout out and some points. Anyone that knows me knows I love Star Wars, and yet I did not make a Witch of Endor cocktail based on her. I was surprised by that too. I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not making one for home use, just not for this show. I won't even go deep, but if you've never watched the Ewok animated series, I'm just saying there's some precedent here. In any case, I hope that you try some cocktail witchcraft of your own and come up with something utterly delicious. If you do, if you come up with a real winner, share it with us on social with the hashtag Criminalia. We'll find it. Probably make it ourselves. Right? It should be like in in alchemy symbols where you're like, add your red dragon to your white tiger. Hide your secrets. But in any case, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week and talking through this sort of strange history of witch trials and what possibly led to them. We will be right back here next week with a discussion of our favorite stuff this season. So we hope you are here for that. We will sure be here on Criminalia. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.